0: I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Kopite Podcast.
1: What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Cup Eye Podcast. It is Mick and Christian once again. It is the Luton reaction show. It's one of them that uh, Liverpool have been doing so well, so it's one of them that you don't really want to have to do because it feels a bit sore still uh, to be discussing it. But it's one of them that you've got to do. You've got to you've got to talk it over and hopefully feel better and move 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 onwards and upwards with Liverpool's season and get back on on track hopefully um, in the next couple of weeks. But before we get into it all, I am joined, like I said, by Christian as always. But and we'll ask Christian how he's doing, how if if he's feeling, if he's feeling all right after um after the events that unfolded that kind of road. Yeah, I'm alright,
0: but it's obviously not as good as when we win, and we've been used to that lately and playing good as well. Uh, so that kind of result obviously takes down a bit, but uh, I'm still okay. And we'll talk about the game, you know, and go through it, and I probably explain myself why I'm still feel okay about it but uh, obviously you always want to win but uh, yeah it is the way it is with football sometimes.
1: Unfortunately, unfortunately so. But before we get into the events of the game and stuff we might as well talk like we always do about the the starting 11 first and foremost. So Liverpool went with Alisson in goal, Trent, Canate, Van Dijk and Joe Gomez at, at left back. um Basically the left centre back the way Liverpool playing and then we had Gravenberg, McAllister and Zobber Sly Jones missed out with a slight issue think he'll be back for two lose hopefully and then we had a front three of Salah, Nunes and Jota it was of course Diaz plays a critical part in the game he's he, he gets put on the bench we have Ben Doak back on the bench as well the bench is very is very decent as well when you when you look through it like some players that are on there Endo and Gakpo and uh, Simicast Matup and Calera and as it was filled with decent players that we can we can call upon and of course Diaz has the I said the critical moment in the game towards the end but was you happy with that 11 I was I was quite satisfied with it I was made up more that we had people on the bench like I said with Doak and and Diaz being back and I thought the team that we've got put out and I think we on paper I mean on papers means fuck all really but like we it looked like we should have enough for for this game and I, I felt like it was like a it was like a test for us, especially after the Bournemouth game, which we came through after with horrific conditions and changing the team again, changing a few more players. I did feel like going to this one. I felt optimistic that we would have enough. We knew what Luton we were going to do—ten men behind the ball—and I, I thought we'd have enough to to not not to be a comfortable winner, but to kind of get over get an early goal and like we always say, then build on from that. But it just didn't just didn't kind of happen the way we wanted it to really on the day.
0: Yeah when I when I saw the starting 11 I, I think I tweeted something about you know I was very pleased with the with the players coming out to start for us because I think it's a very strong starting 11 I like the midfield of Suba McAllister and Gravin Birch you know, obviously with jo- uh, Jones being out with some uh, minor issue you know I think Gravin Birch have shown that he's got quality and we talked about it before and I think you know you see him coming into midfield it does give you a sense of you know belief and excitement and all that. And, you know, to see Davi Nunez start as well, together with Jota and Salah, uh, says, you know, that we've got the, the power up front to cause troubles as well. I think the only thing that we, you know, probably discuss here is Joe Gomez starting at the left back. I think it's a good... Shout in one way because you know Tamika's haven't been that good, even though he's a natural left back. But I think the way we play with you know uh, three at the back when uh, Trent takes a step up in the midfield when attacking, I have kind of wait to see Joe Gomez go into that position because we know that he has played left back before. He's a solid defender. I think that if he comes in more central, you know the way we play, it probably gives us a little bit more, you know, a, a stable kind of, um, you know, with with the three of. Joe Gomez, Virgil van Dijk and Konate being a, like a, three centre-backs playing there, you know, good on the ball, physical strong, quick. I think that's very solid as a defensive line. So when I saw that, I thought as well, like you said, I, you know, you can never say anything will be easy, but I thought, you know, we could, we're giving them, uh, you know, uh, a, a great task here because I think that team should, you know, go and win this game. I wouldn't say comfortably, but it should be, you know, three points to be honest.
1: Yeah, and we can get stuck into the the kind of rhythm of the game then because um, we were talking about we start before we started recording about Darwin Nunes and how he had I think it was nine shots on on the day and of course um, the miss which we'll get onto which was a bit I mean let's not get it mistaken it was a a, a massive chance and a massive set that he, he, he knows he should have scored and he tweeted after the game saying we can we must do better and it's like well yeah we we must do because I think in these games you need to be you need to be scoring your big chances. I think that's something that we've said in, in the past that Liverpool, if Liverpool get the early goal, we're usually all right because we can build on it. The, the confidence then begins to flow a little bit more and you could see good signs from the beginning. Like Nunes, of course, after scoring the, the, the beauty against Bournemouth, he, he was getting into positions, he was chasing after stuff, he was having a few of those shots that ones that he did score and made their keeper make... A few saves, and the the one that kind of sticks out for me is the one where Trent plays a lovely ball, in and he makes that run from left to right, and he kind of he makes good connection. It hits the bar, and it's like when you're watching these chances, and you're excited that stuff's happening, and Liverpool are making stuff happen. Nunes is making stuff happen when they don't, when they keep not going in. You then start to think oh, they're Luton are then going to get a bit of confidence from this, and they're going to be like, Right, it's not, it's, it's not going to be Liverpool's day here. We can just build on this and throw 10 men behind the ball, still so like you knew they were going to do. Of course, every writer to do that in a, in a game against the, the biggest team that they've played so far this season at our home. So it was always going to be a big task for them, and a bit of a it felt like a bit of a cup tie in that way. The way they were just like 10 men behind the ball and will spring from attack, and they, they had some good joy from it, especially down our down their left and our right. So and I was just looking at the stats for the for the, for the first half. You look at it, they had one shot on target. We had three on target and six off target. So we had nine shots in that first half and didn't manage to score. And it's like when, when you get to half-time and you, it's nil-nil and you're like, it needs to be better. Um, but you're also thinking the way it's gone, those chances were still good chances that we had, but it also didn't feel like Liverpool were dominating. We had loads of the ball, but we still weren't... We weren't moving it quick enough. We were too narrow. It was certain bits that you're like, we need to change this, this and this. And you h- hope second half it would come. And it unfortunately didn't. But those chances, I, th- I think in the first half, I mean, it's easy with hindsight to say that. I think they, they kind of killed us a little bit. You needed to build on it. And Liverpool have done that well in the, in recent past, building on fr- not so good first halves and coming out and being better. But I think that first half, we needed to kind of set down, set the tone and, and get a goal. At least one goal would have, I think would have... At least give us the confidence to then go and kill it off in the second half.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I think from from the first second, I think we controlled the game. We dominated the game. I would say the only thing that you know I think is that we didn't uh, do enough in terms of speed and letting the ball do the job, or or being creative enough, or having link or play in a good way. You know that you know ask the questions because. They could just stand, like we said, with 11 men behind the ball and kind of uh, defend quite comfortably. To be honest, because we didn't we didn't manage to, you know, get runs in behind or little, you know, clever balls into space behind and stuff. We just have this kind of link of play between their offensive three, you know, midfielders, like we we want to see and that we need in these kind of games because it will be so tight in the middle of the park and especially just outside their box where we were loads of the time. So I think, you know, in terms of just having the ball, playing it around, I felt in the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes that this will be okay. Like, patience and keep on going. You speed it up, keep keep on trying, which we did. And you mentioned Arvin Iniesta and, you know, he's finishing off uh, from um, outside the box and actually asking questions for the goalkeeper. Obviously, the goalkeeper should save them, but it's still, you know, they're quite good in terms of where where he finished them. Like, the, the, the power in the shots are not enough. But, you know, in terms of accuracy and where they are, it's a very good quite, you know, bending them in that corner so the goalkeeper needs, you know, uh, throw himself to save them and make sure to put them out so I like, you know, the way that he started the game, he, like you said as well, he had this one that hit the bar um, so I was not so concerned about his game, to be honest, I think he was good overall, I was more concerned about uh, uh, you know, we're giving him so much praise, Sly because I think you know, he had bad touches, he didn't link up well, he didn't play at the same level that we have seen in play since the start of the season. ever been, you know, he's been exceptional. Ever been, you know, obviously praising him and rightly so. But I think, you know, when someone like him doesn't have a good game, it kind of affects our rhythm because he's one. He's one of our rhythm setters. Like he's one of them who drives the ball forward. You know, get a link up play comes for with shots from outside and asking question as well. Uh, and I think that didn't happen. So there was. And I think Grabovich did well as well. He had a few, you know, runs where you know he had a few shots. He tried to play it in behind in in the areas where in you know to to play a through ball behind the defensive line. So I think we we tried and we did enough to go and score the first goal and you know give us that advantage. But it's just one of them where the ball doesn't go in. And you say, like you said, the confidence for Luton starts, you know, being. Um, Increase more and more because they know they haven't conceded. You know when we had those chances, and they stand and defend and feel like if they keep on playing like this Liverpool and not speed it up, then it will be okay. And it's just one of them where you need that first goal. And obviously we we come to situations where that goal should go in. But you know you read loads of things on social media and you read other stuff. You know about David Nunez and rightly so he should you know be crit- uh, should have criticism for. Uh, the chances in the second half and all that but I think in overall in the first half especially I think he was you know involved in the game did everything right and I just thought it would come I think there would be more criticism against maybe Salah to be honest I don't think he had a good game uh, and other players as well but to be honest in overall I think we were doing okay to be able to go and win this it's just circumstances that turns out you know obviously not those scoring and then when they counterattack later on to score that just turns it out to be this kind of game so i don't think as many said that we actually were bad or anything i just it's just one of them but the ball doesn't go in it starts to be a more of a problem the more the time goes obviously because you know it's only 90 minutes and you just have to score so it's just one of them where it's you know you just want to kind of forget to move uh, move on
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's when you if I think if we would have done this show straight after the game we would have been I would have been a, a lot more like v- vicious on them in terms of like cuz we've we've come to expect a good level from these players now cuz we've 11 games in now and you, 10 games before obviously this one where we've seen very good levels and people doing the right things getting the ball forward and it was just I guess when players have I don't want to do like player ratings and all that crap, but like when players like you mentioned, like Zorberstein and McAllister, when when Gravenberg's the only one and that I could see in the game, like getting on the ball, doing nice touches, moving inside, driving the ball forward, you want to see that from you want to see that from Zobestai as well. And of course, McAllister's not his position, and th- then that opens up the question about the the six position and people saying, oh, no, we need a six. And and we do need a six, and that's kind of why we've been linked with Andre and stuff in in January and hopefully that does happen because we need I, I think we do need someone who's a bit going to be a bit more of a, a bit more of a shit house in there to make those tackles but I think McAllister in in these type of games I think he could do better I think he could I think there's there's times this season I think even in the last game against Forest I thought he was really good breaking lines with passes and he he still tries to do that but when it doesn't work and then he tries a couple more and they don't work. And then, of course, he gets the yellow card. He gets the in the fifth of the season, so he misses Brentford. Might enforce, um, obviously enforces that uh, Endo might come in for that one, so we might see Endo in the, in the Premier League on Sunday, which will, I guess will be nice as well to see him have a chance and see what he's made of. But I think there's too many passengers in that game, and I think that's kind of what killed us. Like You can say Liverpool were poor, but Liverpool dominated. Liverpool needed to be better with the ball, better with chances. Exactly. Um, it was set up for Luton to come in and and they were trying desperately to get, to, to get a draw from the game or at least get something from the game, and they, they did that. But I think we made it easy for them. I think that's what annoyed me the most. We made it like... We were playing at like a slow pace. We weren't being wide. We weren't getting the ball out. We weren't putting cross enough crosses in quality crosses in. Because when we did do that, and like we saw in the first half, when Trent was picking up those positions, right hand sides, where in the right back position. He was finding, he was finding Nunez, and Nunez was making stuff happen. So it was, it was more that we didn't carry on that that good stuff. And everyone, listen, everyone's allowed an off day, but when like quite a few of your players because I think we've what we said in the past when Liverpool have won and played well it's like well who was man of the match and you're like it could be this fella could be him could be him and this one you're like it's maybe two maybe two people maybe three people who showed up and, and, and tried to make stuff happen but the rest were kind of didn't seem to get going didn't seem to be in the game and just yeah became a bit of a passenger in a game and in a game like this where you know Luton are going to be up for it like I said it felt like a bit of a cup tide. every every tackle was cheered every throw and every corner they got was it was cheered so you need to combat that and I think yeah it's one of them like (laughs) it was so disappointing to to only get a draw but in the end to to then get a draw is I felt relieved in a way because of that I mean I said to I think in the group chat said, like last season, last season we lose that and we probably lose it 2 0. We go on to see the second one. So, in a way, you've got to be like weirdly positive that Liverpool did come back into the game. But let's talk about the Nunes chance then, because like I said, McAllister gets the yellow card on 54th minute, so he's going to miss the Brentford game. So it does give a chance for maybe Endo to come in for the Brentford one. Of course, he still might play in uh, the two-lose game on Thursday. But 70th minute, especially after the way the first half went, like, but lovely ball in again by Trent. And... Um, he had a difficult game in terms of defending because their their left winger was very very good but in terms of him getting on the ball and making stuff happen Trent he was he was doing the right things in in, in moments that he could and it was a great ball in Salah's on side and we've just been sp- speaking didn't we before we started recording about whether he was going for a goal or was he did he miss header it and then it lands at Nunez's feet and Nunes has to score that like he, there's no question about it like that chance where it just bounces up, it bounces up, I guess, a little bit awkwardly, but for a Premier League footballer who's <laughs> on a lot of money and, and is a is a great player, he's prone to these moments that I guess he's going to maybe still, they're still going to happen for a bit longer until he gets to a point where he scores them all, hopefully at, at some point in the future. But that chance that I felt at that moment, 70th minute, where it's still 0 0. You're like, that was the chance to. That just get the goal and then just snuff them out and get them hopefully get another one but it was all kind of leading to that that moment i felt in terms of that need that net needed to go in really
0: yeah you know that, that's that's hmm that's my view on it when it comes to Davin Nunes I think overall in the game I think it was good but you know those situations he needs to do much better that's where the criticism will lie you know from, from from me and I think for so many others but I don't agree with people saying you know he was really bad in, like he was like only saying he was bad because he wasn't he was good in the game but you know when it comes to those situations which is crucial where he should score yes he needs to be better there he needs to sharpen his you know focus in those moments and actually score Because we know that he would come into those kind of situations quite uh, many times. Because he's one of them players who's just got the quality to know where to be, and you know we've seen him miss stupid uh chances before you know hitting the post or doing you know where you just think like come on it should be a goal and you know i don't gonna defend him and say you know it's fine because he's gonna score lows because he needs to do them better but you know i'm still not concerned about him i think he should play every game i think we're more of a threat every time he's on the pitch he's doing things that you know uh will ask questions to the defenders and the goalkeepers so there's no doubt about that but you know obviously you should have some stick with um those kind of chances that he doesn't finish them off and you know with Salah i think you know he's Salah so we will never just you know give him a load of shit because he's been like uh almost like gone in a game because i i think in one way you never really didn't see him yesterday to be honest he wasn't good and i think to be honest he he had that against Everton and Nottingham too in one way he hasn't really been you know that kind of player where having an impact in the way that we are used to. But he still scored goals and stuff, so you kind of forget about it. And I don't want to say, obviously, that means that he should be on the bench or anything because we know that he has that impact and influence on the game that he should play all the time. It's just, you know, periods where that happens and we just have to hopefully see it through and it will be no problem. Um, and we talked about it before there. Uh, we started as well, you know, with Joe Gomez playing to the left. It won't be a natural left offensive like we have with Robertson or Tamikas. So, you know, I mentioned to you that you know, with with us playing the way we do, but without you know, when, when Luton sits so very tight in the middle of the park, and we put then Trent into the middle as well, the way we all already has, Gavin Birch, um, McAllister, uh, Sobersly, and you know, sometimes even Jota comes down deep, you know, and stuff like that. It will be very tight to try to play football. So, you know, I would have liked to see Trent actually, like you mentioned there, when he actually finds out and all that, go out more wide and try to you know, uh, come and do his little runs and have, you know, uh, overlap run uh, with sala to be able to get the ball and put some crosses in even more, because that will probably, you know, wide it up a bit for us and, you know, uh, probably hopefully create more chances as well. So I think that's a little bit on Klopp to not to use that because when it was so tight in the middle of the park in the way they defended, it's just very hard to find space and play. And, uh, you know, with McAllister, you said, you know, he wasn't that good. I, I think, you know, he was okay in terms of the midfield actually put good, pressure on in moments in that game i think we won the ball back quite many times where i felt that yeah come on let's win it there and go again um but you know it's just sometimes obviously they played out uh our uh pressure as well and that happens but i think it was quite it felt like it was a little bit more on his toes and stuff uh compared to other games but you know, it, it's one of them like where it's very it's, things are just not working properly. Like we, we are okay, like I said before, but just the, the 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 last pass, the finishing, the you know, all those kind of stuff that like the touches that we need in certain moments to like maybe have the have a perfect touch to lay it off to someone else, they were not there. So it was almost always it felt like it was almost every time we had like the the last pass, the finishing, the the touch that should be, you know, laying it up for a shot or whatever every time we had that it was not as good as we expect or we've been used to so you know that just made it easier for Luton to defend as well and obviously that turns out to be their little treat uh, when it comes to you know uh, counterattacking and, and, and scoring against us i'm alex rodriguez and i'm
1: jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here as in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment Yeah, I think it's only, I mean, Liverpool didn't, just didn't turn up in terms of like, in terms of scoring goals. And I think that we played okay, but I feel like it's only, it's only going to be all right, I guess, in the future when we play, I guess, similar teams in the future away from home and we get through it and you go well it wasn't just a it wasn't just like a sign of things to come it was just a one off and hopefully that's what it is like liverpool have been played a lot of good teams away from home this season already and and, and done very well of course and we're only 3 points off man city after 11 games i think we he gave us that start of the season. We would have snapped your hand off, considering we didn't know what Liverpool, what how Liverpool were going to do this season at all. So the the fact that we're still in a good position, this this result, of course, is annoying. And when you look back at maybe the Brighton game, where grabbing Birch to the bar, like you you're constantly thinking, if oh, what if that chance went in? What if that chance went in? We'd be like close to the top, whatever. And that's that's fine to like think about and 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 be annoyed about. But I feel Liverpool like hopefully use this as like a. Right, when this happens again, let's let's change it quicker. Let's be quicker on the ball, etc. We've got to got to use it as like a a way to learn and and way to move forward because this side again, like we we always say every week, it's still a very new side, a lot of new players in there, like we mentioned. So they need to, they still need to get up to grips with when something like this happens. How do we react? And. You wouldn't put it past Liverpool to go on like a decent run now and, and winning games, of course. We've got Brentford in, in, in the league on Sunday and we've got Man City after the international break. So big games coming up to hopefully start a bit of a run and it doesn't get any harder than uh, Man City after the international break. So that's going to be a tricky one, of course. But look, we've got to talk about the the Luton goal before we get on to the, the good Diaz stuff. Um, yeah, 80th minute counter-attack off at one of our corners. It looks like... Van Dyke headers there it comes off like Ross Barkley's like un- armpit or whatever. Uh they're still calling for a penalty, it seems like they then break and it's a it's a decent break from Luton. It's a typical they would have been training for that all, all week. Like if the one of their corners, right? If we get it, go forward as quick as we can with the pace we've got and the score off it and 80th minute, like we said before, like I think last season we would have hundred percent lost that game. We would hundred percent lost the um and at that moment in time, when that goes in, you feel you feel like Liverpool are going to lose that. Ten minutes left. The Liverpool got Liverpool got enough in the tank to kind of overcome what's been a really steely defensive display by Luton, and Luton have been rightly um, praised for it. Liverpool just, but Liverpool needed to be to be better in terms of their attack and display. But was you was you optimistic that Liverpool, that Liverpool would get something from the game when that when that goal went in? <laughs> no, because stupid <laughs> no. question.
0: Yeah, but it's just like all the signs through the game, like we already mentioned, just looked like we're not going to score here because we did enough to score and win the game, but we're not getting the ball into the net. It's just one of them where it won't happen. And when they score, it just felt like it probably won't happen. We will lose this because of this. Like we had the chances, we didn't put them away and that's it. Like we've seen it before, like last season, obviously many times, but sometimes i was sitting in the sofa just watching it on tv obviously and i was like it's just one of them where it won't happen like i've seen us had enough chances i've seen us created enough and you know to do this even if it would just be one or two nil like you know if we had one enough i'm sure we would score the second and all that but it won't happen and when they break and they score i just felt like it's too it's you know it's it's not enough time even though we actually had like 8 minutes added on or whatever it was i just felt there and then with 10 minutes till the 90, 90th minute like it's not enough time for us because we have been you know like i said in the final stage where we try to finish or we try to find the last pass we haven't been clinical enough or you know focused enough so it won't happen because it felt like we never found that in a game in general i think like you said we were okay we did dominate them we were in control but we were not focused enough to you know to raise our levels to actually go and win it because obviously it's hard to play against 11 men just defending if you're not speeded up being more creative trying more things and that was just my feeling. So, you know, when they scored, it was like, oh, fucking hell, I could have I could have taken a fucking draw here, to be honest, because of the way that this game has, you know, turned out to be. But when they score, I'd be like, fucking, you we need at least a point. But I didn't see that coming at that, uh, at that time.
1: Yeah, it was weird because, like, you, you're hoping Liverpool are going to get a winner and then they score and then you're like, right, we're starting down, the battle of no points here. But then we do get the equaliser and then the game ends and it's, you get one point. But then it also does feel like a loss because you've just... Liverpool need to be winning them games if you want to. I mean, people. I don't know why people are mental like mentioning like title challenges and whatever. Don't like Liverpool are still in a weird position now where we don't know what Liverpool are gonna do. Like I I think the media maybe mentioning title challenges more more than we are really. Like if Liverpool can stay up there and we we can keep mentioning Man City like three points behind. If you keep yeah, that's the thing. With... We're still up there, so you know
0: it's, yeah, not, it... it's not the biggest concern. It's more like we would have been in top and maybe a few points even above them, but we're still in the. You know, there's just no. There's, I'm I'm not concerned at moment. It's just annoying points that we lost. But you know, if people be like, ah, oh, but you know, look at there. Like you said, three points off. Come on, we're gonna play them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's yeah. going to be a mass one, and we must. We've got to talk about, of course, uh Luis Diaz, who comes on and first and foremost him feeling all right to first and foremost be on the bench then to decide right these lads need me at 83rd minute i'm gonna come on and and he gets it gets a 95th minute equalizer for us and of course then he lifts up his shirt and um a nice message that about getting hopefully having his dad back back home um and and back safe and that moment was just at, the, at that time i I felt like a bit like I felt a bit choked up because I was like it, it's that goal and him scoring it just kind of didn't matter really about Liverpool, of course, I was happy Liverpool were getting a point, but it was more like happy about like him coming on having the balls to come on having the confidence and thinking well, I need to, I might as well come on here and and see what I can do and and see if I can help and a lovely I mean the ball by Harvey earlier was absolutely terrific, it really was the fact that he came on it again. Keeps coming off the bench and and being and being really good again. It was a lovely ball and and Luis Diaz rises nicely on the on the back post and I think it kind of comes off his shoulder, but it goes in and and it's yeah. I'm just made up for Luis Diaz first and foremost there, and of course us getting a point was massive as well. But Luis Diaz having the confidence to come onto the field and do that was just it was just lovely to see, when not it?
0: Yeah, and, you know, I've seen, I think even Alan Shearer wrote something about on Twitter, you know, that he couldn't understand that, you know, Luis Diaz could go out on the pitch and play football with the things that he's going through at the moment. But, you know, everyone is very different. Like, he's already been, you know, dealing with this for over a week. You know, first with the you know initial shock and you know horror of the things that happened, you know, and then obviously with the situation where his dad is still in you know in, what do you call it, like in captive or whatever you call it, uh, his mum is released obviously and freed, but to deal with everyday thing that he's still you know in captive and they. They don't know really what's going on and all that kind of stuff. But maybe it comes to a point like, okay, I've gone through the initial shock and things there, but maybe I just need to try to focus on something else, and that's playing football because it probably hopefully takes my mind a bit because you you go into your professional work and you focus on something else for a for a for a certain time where you don't have to worry, maybe because your brain might work like that. It switch it switches off the bad stuff and it goes into your profession mode. I know I work like that as well, uh, you know, without being too personal. But when my dad was sick and we knew that he was gonna pass away, and you know all about this, I worked like half a days so every day when I was uh, around, and then I went to see him in the afternoon because I needed time to focus on something else. And I think you know, in this situation, he probably worked the same. Uh, you know, gone through the hard stuff in the start, like I said, but then maybe you just need to focus on something that takes a bit of weight off, and you know, do something that he loves. Obviously, helps him to have energy as well. So, everyone is different, and I'm just very pleased, that, you know for him first and foremost for being the one that comes in that he can play football with with the things going on and he scores and obviously gives us a point and like you said it doesn't really matter but it's just it's because it's just there are things you know more important than football in in the end of the day uh but you know it's just a, it's just a livable thing that is lose the as that it comes on the scores the goal, and you know he holds up that t-shirt everyone's you know uh around him hugging him and obviously like you said I, when i watched it as well i felt almost like i was wouldn't start crying but you know it it touched you differently uh it was a different kind of joy like when liverpool score is always a joy but it was different and obviously you know getting a draw and a point from that uh and him scoring the goal helping us it's nice you know it's beautiful and you know hopefully uh his dad will be released and everything will go back to normal for him as soon as possible
1: yeah and i think the the um Alison done like an interview after it and he was talking about it and how happy he was and then he mentioned about like of course when the West Brom amazing header he his dad had just passed away and he was then crying on the field crying in the post match interview and that was just like even when you, even when I watch that back now I'm still like it still still gets me a little bit but like he said like football can you can never predict it and it like you said if if someone can Take a bit of solace and playing the game that they love, and they can take the mind off stuff. Then why, why not? And yeah, Diaz coming up with the with the equalizer was just yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll look back on that in a couple of months when we look at the table again, and we'll we'll be like, well, thank thankfully, Luis Diaz was <laughs> a m- massive massive influence on that game, and and had the, I, I mean, I can't believe he he, he was involved and stuff. I, I to be honest, like from. From from my point of view, because I feel like the stuff he must have been going through was crazy. But the fact that he came on and, and got the got the goal was massive. And yeah, hopefully that's that situation resolves itself soon, so we can be involved even more and be like a a happier man around around the place and, and kind of forget about all of those those stuff. Because he is massive to what we do. I think even. At half time, I was looking at it, especially after the chances we missed, and I was like, "We need Diaz on." I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't expecting him at all at that point because I think forty five may be a big ask for him, but we needed his ability because he is he is key to what we do, and there's a reason yeah. why he's our first choice left winger because he asks questions all the time, and I feel like we did, we have missed them in the games that he hasn't been around. So hopefully, that's all sorts sell out, and we can have him back um, again. We can, and we might as well talk about. To lose then because that we, we might as well end the luton game on a on a on a nice point and not not talk about anything else and um yeah to lose on thursday so i mean michaelis is going to be suspended for brentford um so there's going to be changes anyway but what what are you what are you thinking in terms of that because of course we're going to do another show a, a bigger show before the um game but i think again there'll be probably loads of changes for this one away from home
0: Yeah, and you know, and rightly so, you know, with Bend being back and, you know, with Kunsa and all the youngsters that we have that can come in and do a job and depending now, you know, with like you said, McAllister being suspended for Brentford, maybe, you know, we play with with him and save um and though for that game De- depending how we you know start the games like you know see if curtis jones is fit to play if he's involved against toulouse or if we save him for the premier league game on the sunday so you know yeah i expect changes but you know and, and i expect us for you know to be that close to uh being um you know to, to make sure that we go through from the group Uh, I think you know we should have our obviously focused on that game to do it but I think the focus of being fit and ready for Brentford is key here because that's the the last game before the international break and after that that's Man City you know it will be a massive home game on Sunday against Brentford because of the the points we lost yesterday to be honest Um, you know because obviously we won a point in one way because of the way that you know the game uh, turned out to be but you know what I mean like we got the point and when we come back to next Sunday, play Brentford at home. I think, you know, that's a key game for us to get three points. And from there, then, you know, be able to kick off again against Man City after the international break. To actually just have those three points because if we lose points there, you know, that's, that's something that will be a concern when you know you're going to play City away because... That will be a really tough one. So I expect loads of uh, you know uh, changes against Toulouse, and we still can do the job. Hopefully, which you probably need a point or whatever it is to be, you know be ready to go through to the next rounds and all that. So that's that's my take on on that. And then obviously we do another show uh, to talk about it more in uh, more detail.
1: Yeah, I think the players like Elliot played like what half an hour. Gachpo played half an hour. Uh, semiclass only played half an hour. Um, yeah, and they didn't get on matter yeah. didn't Matt get Matt on, did Quanta, Doak didn't get yeah. on, Quanta didn't get on, so there's a load of players that will be fresh and ready for Thursday. But like like you said, the Sunday is became a little bit bigger because of the events of yesterday where Liverpool need to then go, right, we're back at home, let's, let's batter Brentford as much as we can, yeah. put on a proper performance, and then, of course, another international break, which is just like, at this point, it's just ridiculous. It's every... Feels like every three games yeah, we have an international hated. break. It's just so, just so annoying because <laughs> it just disrupts it. But Liverpool yeah. can get a decent win, and then of course, like you said, City on half twelve kickoff. Of course, the the, the um, as soon as we're back is a, is a, is another massive one. So yeah, there's loads of games coming up that Liverpool need to. And I think in a good way, there's plenty of games where Liverpool can just like get that one out your system because there's nothing worse than. Having a gap between, like, a, say, like yesterday, and then we had, we, did, we didn't play for a week. It, it'd feel like a very long week where you you thinking about the next Liverpool game. And you want to just play another game to get out of your system. So hopefully Thursday with a load of changes and a bit of renewed energy, we can we can go again on that one. So yeah, fingers crossed. But we shall leave it there. We've probably moaned quite a lot there, but a, there was a lot there was a lot to moan out about. Unfortunately about yesterday's game, but we of course we try and be have a positive spin on on things because I, I don't. See the point in constantly being negative because there's social media is already filled with that. So, what's we, the point we, in and kind of doing yeah, that? The thing.
0: We, we had this game, and it was not good, but you know, I would have been more concerned if Luton was dominating us and we didn't, you know, turn up, we didn't create chances. So we've been having a good start. And you know, um, considering we had like you mentioned as well, a new midfield, you know, all that kind of stuff, I'm very positive to the way we have started this season. way we play football you know it's exciting and we got great players young players hungry players and you know it's a like liverpool and klopp have said you know the liverpool you know the 2.0 you know to to mention that you know the new the new version of it so like you said we can we can moan and we can give criticism which is you know fair enough and rightly so when we need to but at the same time this season have started well so in in terms of it all you know it's a positive thing we had one of them games we just have to like you say get it out of the system and move on and go again you know even if you know we kind of hate that kind of go again saying but it is what we do like if you have those kind of moments just you know just tell the moment to fuck off <laughs> go again and that's it because if we would have started this season as we played last season in my majority of the time I would have been concerned, but that's not, not the case. So let's be positive. Let, let's look forward to it. Let's stand behind the boys. And I'm really looking forward to what we can do going forward.
1: Yeah, because the table, just quickly, like, of course, Arsenal got beaten. Another, <clears throat> the AR contra- controversy, of course. There's, it's not a game of footy if there's no, none of that. So um, Arsenal got beat to their le- where level on points to them. Same goal difference in basically joint third place Tottenham play tonight against Chelsea there on 26 and then City of course on 27 so yeah three points behind City but we could be well we're two points behind Spurs we could be five behind Spurs if, if Spurs win hopefully Chelsea can I mean I, I never really want to say I hope Chelsea get a draw or whatever because that's not the type of person I am in terms of cheer, wanting Chelsea to do anything but if if they can then crack on um but Liverpool in a, again in a good position we could be could be better could be worse but we're in, a, we're in a decent position going into like we said a couple of runner games here and then going into the City game so there's plenty to be there's plenty of footies to look forward to and Liverpool have like you said there's a load of good signs there a few bad signs yesterday but a lot of good signs that Liverpool have got enough quality and enough players with enough enough balls and mentality to kind of get through what was yesterday's game and build on it and use it as a platform to write let's never let's, let's never play as sloppy as that again this season let's let's build on it so there's there's hopefully some good stuff coming up for Liverpool but yeah we shall leave it there thanks as always to to Christian for jumping on Um, therapy session of course after Liverpool don't win games I don't know yeah I I guess should maybe save therapy sessions for when Liverpool lose games which is hopefully not that, that often this season but it always feels good to kind of get out your system and talk about why Liverpool weren't being Liverpool, um, fully Liverpool that we've seen this season. Um, but yeah, as always, thanks, Christian. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll yeah be back very soon for a uh, Toulouse preview show. So yeah, nice one. And we'll see you all very soon. Ta-ra.
0: I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast. Podcast Network.